So I'm a believer in having a set portfolio. Um, this is from a swing trading perspective. And your set portfolio is made up of your top performing pairs when you do your back testing. So if you did a pay, if you did your back testing and I did it on the euro pound and I saw that the euro pound was garbage, um, it's not making my portfolio because it's it's not a, a good performing pair and all it's doing is hurting me. So I want to take the, the pairs that perform the best and then trade the best of the best, obviously with, with considerations like exposure. Um, the only time I would deviate from this is if you're going to if you're going to be a day trader. Have you had a chance to watch the, the day trading course, uh, Tyrone? I don't think so. You're you're you're. Your trial, right? Or are you premium trial? Okay. Um, so in the day trading course, I talked about it being a little bit different and, and really um, doing like a more of a scanning approach because day trading is slightly different than swing trading, um, especially depending on if you're not like a set pattern trader, if you're doing more trend continuation or counter trend stuff. And that's when you treat it more like your traditional stock market scanner, where maybe you have a set portfolio of like 12 pairs or, 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 or um, assets on your on your watch list. And then you go through each of them during a the day and then you, you pick your watch list for the day where you say, hey, um, these four are in situations where there may be opportunities that fit my rules. So I lock in on those four for the day. And that's in that way, it's more of a traditional like scanning. But day trading is a little bit a little bit different. Um, but I, I teach that approach for day trading as well. But yeah, um, have a portfolio. Look at them every day for opportunities, and then obviously keen on the ones that where the opportunities are present, and the ones that aren't present, you keep an eye on them just in case, and you make your your longer term predictions. But you know, days like today, you can look at something and be like, well, pound dollar. I looked at it. There's really nothing I can do. So you know, we'll draw our lines in the sand of what we need to pay attention to. We'll do the same analysis tonight and see if anything changed, update our notes, and you just wait. Just wait. But yeah, that consistency is, is key in that portfolio. Uh, Tyrone says, yeah, so I have 28 pairs and looks for pairs to watch for the week according to currency strengths. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. And here's the thing that you'll need to, you need to ask yourself. Do, do all 28 of those pairs provide you with a positive expectancy? And that's the main question because let me ask what let me ask you this what what made you decide on those twenty eight pairs? I'm assuming it was just picking every single pair, right? Because that's how many there are twenty eight, twenty seven, something like that, right? So the question, what here's what you would want to do. You would want to take you have those twenty eight pairs, and I believe and correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's every pair, correct? Right. So you have those you have those twenty eight pairs. And you're looking at each one and you said you're looking for pairs um, to watch for for the week according to currency strengths. Um, do you currently have a set uh, trading style? Like are you just, it doesn't have to be specific. Like are you pattern trader, trend trader, counter trend, like support resistance, indicator? What would you say you are? Just so I can have a better idea of how to approach this. So a trend trader. Okay. And what, what type of trend trading approach? Uh, looking for like a pullback or an extension perhaps? Or a breakout, pullback trading? And again, it doesn't have to be detailed. Just, just trying to get an idea so I know how to approach it. Pull back to the 618 Fib. Okay. So here's what you may want to consider, right? So you imagine, and I'm going to draw a box here. Obviously, there's not going to be, I'm not going to make 
28 lines but imagine this being kind of like a box you, ever, you, got, you guys ever see like a heat uh like a, a heat heat chart heat map for like stocks where it tells you like the movers and all that stuff it's red and green and looks super cool because it makes it looks like you're doing something yeah i love those things makes me look like a real trader look at this heat map um so say like you have all your pairs right here now the one thing we know that in in the forex market right are all, all pairs are not created equally right uh, the best way that I heard of this being said, uh, I'm glad he said this, was Jason Grayson always says, right, your pairs are like your employees. Right? I don't know if you guys have ever been a boss or you probably certainly had a job, but you know that each of your coworkers are different. Or if you've been involved in sports, right, each of your teammates are different and you can't approach them the same way. I, I know as a track coach, um, this is one of the first things I try to do throughout the first whatever months of getting them. I try to figure out how can I talk to certain people, right? Certain people need coddling where you got to tell them like, hey, you did good. You got to throw them some positives before you give them some criticism. Other people, you got you to slap them around some. Like, hey, get better. Like, what are you doing? And yell at them, that fires them up. And your employees are the same way. I'm sure you guys have noticed that where it's like, you know, Bob messes up and like, you know, if you go up to Bob and you're like, hey, Bob, man, you did these reports wrong. Stop playing around. Bob's going to shut down and have a, a mental breakdown. So you got to be like, Bob, you know, Here's what you can do better. And everyone's different. And your, your pairs are the same way. Each of these pairs have different personalities, right? Each of these are individual battles. And what you'll notice when you spend a massive amount of time in the market is that you'll be able to tell what pairs do what. So, for example, the Aussie Canada, right? That pair is historically known for, it, it, in general, Forex spends a lot of time consolidating. But that is not a very directional pair. Right. It tends to consolidate. It goes back and forth and it's ugly. Right. Do you think a consolidating pair is good for a trend trader? Probably not. Right. Same thing with like a euro pounds, a slow moving kind of choppy pair. Maybe not one that works good with your strategy, Tyrone. Or um, on the other hand, maybe there are pairs like your euro pounds and your euro Aussies, which like or your Canada yens, which give like really good directional movement. Which. Your, your trend trading strategy is going to fall in love with that because that's what you require. You require extensions and directional movement. So what you do is when you go through that back testing process, you're basically testing your strategy and saying, how does this strategy work over different market conditions, obviously, but how does it work on each of these pairs? And one of the biggest shocks I always get from new traders is I get the question, hey, you know, Q, I, I, I just finished back testing a strategy and it, it, it didn't work on this pair. Like, what did I do wrong? And it's like, your strategy is not going to work the same on every pair. For some some pairs, it's going to be awesome. Other pairs, it's going to be eh, okay. Other pairs is going to be break even. Other pairs are going to be negative. You're like, so it's not a problem. And I think there's this expectation that something if that the strategy has to work the same on every single pair, and that's just not true, right? But that's the that's the process. This is why we emphasize backtesting so much, and this is why I hate when people say like backtesting is a waste of time. Um, there's no better way to acquire data and knowledge than backtesting. I, I don't, when someone can tell me that, um, you know, I'll, I'll wave my white flag, but I don't see, I don't see a way. I don't think there's any other way to acquire that much data and knowledge about what you're doing. But what you'll notice is that when you do your backtesting and um, have, have you backtested? I think I asked this right. Have you backtested all 28 pairs for a, a complete amount of time? No. Right. So when you do it, what you'll notice is this. You'll see like pair and, and, and I'll just come throw some X's. You'll see, like, OK, well, euro dollar does good. OK, but pound dollar. And these are just random, random pairs, obviously, guys. 
pound dollar doesn't. Aussie Canada doesn't. This pair does. This pair does, right? So now, right, what you've done is you've separated the pairs that perform well or perform the best out of your strategy. And what did you do with the ones that didn't perform well? You've removed them, right? You guys ever heard of addition by subtraction? This is it. You're removing the fluff, right? Survival of the fittest, essentially, right? I <laughs> Survival of the fittest. You're removing the weak and you're keeping the strong. And what do you think that's going to do to your trading portfolio overall, right? At first, you were trading 28 pairs. And let's say 18 of them were good and 10 were bad. Well, those 10 that were bad, they were taken away from the performance of your good, were they not? So now that you've removed the bad, you're only working with the best of the best and you've just improved your trading that, that much. I've been talking to Gabby a lot. If you've seen any, any of her stuff, she's going through the process right now where she's been working on just like removing and adding certain pairs to see how that affects the portfolio. Where it's like, hey, I take this pair out and boom, this is what happens to my equity curve. Even though this pair is is profitable the drawdown was too much if i take that out i have a lesser drawdown and boom equity curve shoots up um and that's what you want to do that you you want to trade the best of the best right you want to have open tryouts you want to evaluate each of your players the ones that are good keep them on your team the ones that are bad you cut them and now you're trading the best of the best now you're trading a solid portfolio and yeah maybe 18 pairs instead of instead of 28 it may be eight pairs instead of 28 but those eight pairs right those are maximum performing pairs your opportunities may be less frequent sure but you're trading high quality or higher quality opportunities and overall right that's going to benefit your equity curve and your, your overall performance and within those 18 pairs, you can still do your scan or whatever your number ends up being. Now that you have your 18 pairs, you remove the fat, right? Now you have 18 pairs. You can still do your normal scan and look for weekly strength, weekly weakness, and, and whatever it is. But you're only doing so, you're, you're focusing in um, on the best of the best instead of just the randos. You guys with me? It gets pretty powerful when you look at it like that, doesn't it? Pretty powerful stuff. No, that's no. Don't be sorry for asking the question. That was a fantastic question. First of all, we're having a slow day. This is a fantastic question because it's probably going to turn into a podcast episode. And I guarantee there are people here in the live room that just learned something from that speech, that rant. Give me a yes if, if that was if that was informative to you. Because you're not the only, there are, there are a bunch of newer traders in here that haven't even, you know, maybe they're going through the emergence course. They haven't even gotten to the point where they're thinking about trading strategies and, and portfolios and stuff like that. They haven't gotten the back testing. And this just opened up their eyes to something. There are people listening to this podcast that are brand new to trading. And we always talk about trading, trading like a business. We're like, well, what does that really mean? This is what trading, trading like a business means. So yeah, don't, don't, don't apologize, man. You just helped a lot of traders out there. Because you may have answered, you may have given them an answer to the question that they don't even know they had yet. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard enough figuring, yeah. 
first things first, it's hard enough figuring out a strategy in the first place. Again, I told you about, you know, I've been slaving over my strategy, right? It's hard enough figuring it out for, and even before you figure out a strategy, right? You got to learn how to trade. That's hard enough in its own right to begin with, right? But this is the end game, right? After you understand the basics, after you build your foundation, you understand how to trade, right? After you spend countless hours either creating your own trading strategy or taking one of the trading strategies that we teach you and maybe tweaking it to what you're liking. And after you take that into your backtesting process, this is the big picture. So it, it takes time to get to this point. But if you can see the finish line, right? That's a little bit more inspiration. A little bit more inspiration. Hmm.